Hi, uh, welcome to the New Voting Project. Uh, today, we are here with Leia Reddy, kind of like Princess Leia, that's what we're talking about that. Um, and she is a student at the George Washington University in Washington, DC, and a policy and communications coordinator at the Civic Center. Um, so it's really great to have you on the channel. Thank you so much. I understand college life can be a little busy. Um, we all are these days, let me tell you the truth. Uh, but but let's dive into these questions, shall we? Okay. Yeah, let's go for it. All right. Um, so just for our viewers, uh, talk a little bit about your background. Um, touch on what you're studying at GW, um, how that's preparing you for any roles you're going to take, any aspirations you have, kind of who you are, but not too long. So we do have to answer some other important questions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> take your time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so first of all, thank you for having me here. Um, so just a little bit of personal background. I'm from Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, like you mentioned, I'm now studying at the George Washington University, um, majoring in political science and music. Um, so on my political background, I, I'm sure we'll get into it later in the interview too, but um, I have, was interested in political issues without identifying them as political issues um, since I was pretty young, but definitely as for many others, the 2016 election was a big time to learn more and get more involved. Um, and since then, I've been really committed to civil rights and in particular voting rights. Um, and that's what most of my work is focused on, has been focused on. Um, so with that, I was, um, I've been involved with Democracy Matters, which is um, an organization committed to election and campaign finance reform. Um, and I've also been working with the Civic Center, which is a nonprofit focused on youth voter registration and civic engagement. Um, and like I mentioned before, I'm majoring in political science, so I think there's a pretty direct correlation there between my major and my career path. Um, so I'm getting the opportunity to learn a lot more about communities that I didn't get to learn about in high school or in elementary school, um, which has included classes about people of color and women and women of color. Um, so I'm really excited to take those classes and to be a better advocate for those communities. And um, as I said, I'm also majoring in music. I play trumpet, and I know that sounds pretty unrelated to politics, and um, I also thought it was unrelated when I joined college and started, but um, I've taken so many really interesting music history and music culture classes now um, where I've gotten to analyze like how politics interacts with music. And um, through that, I realized how many, uh, how much inequality and inequity there is in the music world too, which is something that I've grown up with. So that's another thing that I'm really looking, um, that I really want to tackle in the future is getting rid of those obviously so yeah that's just a little bit about my background that's pretty cool music interesting uh yeah i can see some 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 intersection of music and politics especially jazz who doesn't love you know a, a nice a nice jazz song shout out to Louis yeah. Armstrong. um but uh yeah that's that's pretty cool i'm glad you're working with um the, the organizations you are, especially the Civic Center, of course, it's one that I'm aware of their work influences many institutions around me. Um, so yeah, that's very cool. And on that same note, you know, kind of discuss your role at the Civic Center um, and, and what you do for them, what you're hoping to accomplish, um, where you're, where, where, where do you want to take that? Is, is voting rights kind of the central issue you want to focus on as a career path? Um, and then why? You know, give me the, you know, why are you doing this? That, that one thing I always ask everybody. Um. Yeah, um, so also preface this just by saying, for the rest of the interview, any views that I express are my own and not the Civic Centers or any other organizations I'm affiliated with. But um, with the Civic Center, I've been, um, as I said, it's an organization focused on high school um, voter engagement and voter registration. 
And so my work with the Civic Center has been primarily focused on engaging with schools and school districts. Um, and so one of the big projects that we've been working on this year is um, focused on the school districts in Los Angeles County. So at the beginning of this year, we sent out public records requests to all of the high school districts in LA County, um, which is the most populous county in the country. And um, we wanted to find out what they were doing to uh, both comply with election education codes in California, but also just in general, what they were doing to support their students in their civic engagement efforts. And we found that most of them weren't doing that much. Um, and we also found that the school districts that were doing more also had higher registration rates among their 18 year olds. So with that knowledge, I, we moved on to a second public records request after providing them with several resources um, to see what they had done since our last public records request. And that's what we're now analyzing and going through um, our findings for. But we're really hoping that um, once we get involved with these schools and school districts, that they can take action and provide um, effective support for their students because high school is the best time for young people to get registered. Once we're in college, if you go to college, um, it's it's really scattered. It's very hard to um, get these young people registered because there's just less focus on it. So really focused on high school there. Um, and uh, I think you were asking um, what drew me to this and voting rights in general. So um, voting rights, like I said, it was 2016. And it was actually because I was making calls to family and friends to get them to vote. And a lot of my responses that I was receiving were, I can't vote because I'm not a citizen. And um, that was, you know, both a question um, that had sparked in me about immigration in general and the citizenship process, but also about how many people just didn't have the right to vote. And that got me into researching other communities and finding out about how um, in most states, uh, incarcerated pe people who are currently in prison cannot vote. And in many people who are um, just incarcerated or previously incarcerated also can't vote. Um, and even when they are legally allowed to vote, um, there's still communities that can't. Like with, um, there's fewer polling places in communities of color and there's um, less trained polling officers at those places. And so just learning about all these different barriers to voting, um, even when it was technically legal, um, really inspired me to take more action and to actually address these issues head on because voting is powerful and it really, you know, it just doesn't make sense that you can't have um, a voice on these things that are still affecting your life and legislation that's affecting you. So that's something that drew me to it. Um, and I think just as for the actual work, I think organizing is such a powerful tool um, and mobilizing. So that has definitely just inspired me to continue um, in that way. And I've also, you know, worked on campaigns before, and I think that's also valuable. But um, right now I'm committed to political organizing that's not necessarily on campaigns for now. Very cool. You know, as a campaigner myself, I'd have to disagree. But I have I have worked in the advocacy realm. I've worked in nonprofit realm. I I do a lot of shit. But this isn't about me. Remember that. Uh, no, I'd have to add uh, that when we discuss voting rights, there are so many barriers to entry at simply many collegiate levels. Like you know, sometimes you need to get it notarized. You need to have the president there with you or signing off on your, your mail-in ballot or some shit like that, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and when it comes to high school, as a high school student, I can tell you, you know, I'm the anomaly, the outlier doing all this, this, this crazy stuff, but most teenagers 
simply are apathetic towards politics. It's what I get from even my own friends. Um, you know, they're in some ways emotionally unresponsive. They don't, there's no real care. So the one thing I would say is that we need to collectively kind of give them issue-based, you know, advocacy and issue-based reasons, like reasoning, justification to vote. Because people won't vote until they themselves are being impacted. At least that's how I did it, you know? Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I would have to disagree with that. I, you know, I think that young people are really passionate about these issues. And I'm sure, yes, I think that's a very common idea that like young people are apathetic or they don't care. And that's why we don't need to focus on them when they're voting or even that um, low youth voter turnout is because they don't care. And that's not true. Um, actually, one of the things we found at the Civic Center is that low youth voter turnout is a result of, or at least low voter registration among young people can be connected to low youth voter turnout. And so I think it's not that young people don't care, it's that we're not giving them enough opportunities to uh, engage and to actually to vote and to register. Um, because I think young people care and young people are affected by these issues. So yeah. Yeah, I just think some of them don't know they're affected by the, those issues. Most, some adults I encounter don't know that, that mm -hmm. it, it's the local people that are making their decisions. It's, it's kind of why I'm such a big proponent of introducing youth, the youth vote. Um, it, it's happened in where I live in the Bay Area. It's happened in Oakland. It's happened in Berkeley. Uh, it's happened in Maryland. Um, I think 16, 17 year olds should have that right to vote because it's a habitual factor, right? If you, it's like teaching the ABCs. It's the, it's the only analogy I can only, I can ever remember. It's like they taught you the ABCs in kindergarten. They teach you to vote a little earlier. I'm sure you'll keep, you'll keep rehearsing it. Um, but, but no, I definitely have to agree. Um, now let's talk about 2020. Obviously you were activated in 2016, I guess, presidential elections. Um, but what are some lessons you learned from the 2020 election? Very historic, pandemic, wherever you want to take it, whether at your role at the Civic Center or beyond, academically or personally, you know, what, what, what are your thoughts on 2020? Yeah, one of the big takeaways was just the power of organizing. Um, it's obviously there was um, the actual election itself and there was organizing for that, but there was the Black Lives Matter organizing last year and there was organizing around um, teachers and getting them the protection they needed and around um, doctors and nurses and the equipment they needed. And so, um, but also obviously the political organizing too for the election. Um, and that's just, it's really powerful. You know, Biden um, owes his victory to those organizers in states like Georgia or in Arizona, um, where, you know, obviously I'm from. And so I think that's, that was a really powerful um, lesson for me because it's, you know, there, there's voting and there's also organizing and those are both very powerful tools. Um, and the other thing which I'll just emphasize continuously throughout this interview is like young people, young people had higher numbers, uh, higher turnout numbers last year, and they're still pretty low. But like, I think the increase is really telling of um, right. what we can I gotta, create. We got to wait for those NSOL numbers to drop um, mm -hmm. for, 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 for the 2020 elections. I'm actually, I keep saying this in every other interview, but it's like, I'm trying to have Na Nancy Thomas, who's the director of NSOL. Um, we'll come on the show and kind of explain the new numbers, but just in promo, do continue. Oh yeah, that's super cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, as I was just saying, yeah, I think young people are powerful and young people, um, we need to give them more opportunities to get involved because there's a lot that we care about and there's a lot that we can do. 
And I guess the last lesson that I kind of learned was just that like, you know, the fight's never over. There's so many issues that we need to address. There's so many things to be done and um, having a different person in office and having, I mean, across the country um, to address these issues is good, but we need to still continue working towards it as individuals um, and organizing. Yeah, no, I believe it. Um, organizing, I think, I think they should have like an organizing class, not like organization that's mm-hmm. separate, but there we should literally have education policy that helps people become organizers, you know, stay nonpartisan, but um you know, give back, I guess, community service, public service. I know that's a requirement at some schools, but just a thought, you know, folks should really learn what it's like to vote, learn the procedure of voting. You know, how many, how many youth do you know actually go to the polls before they're actually legally able to vote and actually learn, this is how I turn in the ballot. Oh, can I use the, you know, the screen or do I have to use paper? When can I be registered by? Because same day registration isn't in all states, right? Mm-hmm. It's in yeah. I think that points to the importance of lessons um, on civics and government in high school. And obviously those aren't like organizing classes, but there's a lot you learn from those. Um, and, you know, planning a drive in your school, a registration drive in your school can teach you a lot about organizing um, or even like a teacher offering their support, or you know, t- taking a workshop themselves and learning how to do that. I think that's, those are all things we should be learning in high school. I agree. Yeah, I know. Oh, high school. Got some thoughts on that. Um, now I'm going to ask you a very simple question. Um, it, it's really like a yes question, but if you answer no, I'll be really intrigued. Um, is voting important? Yes. See, simple question. Yeah. It's, it's not a. It's not. It's a no-brainer. <laughs> Apparently, mm-hmm. everybody has the same answer these days. Um, mm-hmm. But no, please do elaborate on that. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, voting is for sure important, um, and I think my reasoning has since I was able to vote has been because so many people in my family couldn't because they were were not citizens. And so realizing that so many people couldn't and I could, I felt like it was my responsibility to cast my ballot and to continue to do that, you know, for as long as I can, um, because it's, it's, you know, as much I each voting should be a right, but right now it feels like a privilege because so many people don't have that right. And so I just feel like I, I need to be voting and I need to give you know, I need to work towards getting voting rights for other communities so they can also do that um, because it impacts not only the people that we elect, the legislation that's passed and that has direct impacts on our lives, especially in local elections. Um, so that's another thing. People don't people are often um, focused on like national and um, maybe even state elections. But, you know, your local and city elections are also maybe even more important because those have more direct impacts. On I've been saying that for like two years. I kid you not, because I yeah. you know, having worked in within municipal county even sometimes state advocacy like you know i've said this in previous episodes the president is focused on larger agendas senators are focused on larger countrywide issues maybe sometimes even international and and broadly macro domestic issues but um your mayor is deciding, you know, your city council is deciding your city's budget. Your school board is authorizing the curriculum and the textbooks and what gets funded at your school. Are there SROs or are there social services offered? Um, the DA is handling most of criminal justice reform. The sheriff is imprisoning black and brown people if you live in a community that has that, you know, criminal justice issue. It's not the, it's, it's not the national leaders. The national folks may amplify the issue. Uh, they may agree with it, they may disagree, but it's really um, somebody who could be your mayor or your neighbor, you know, so, mm-hmm. literally, um, 
they live within your community. So those yeah. elections need to be emphasized. I think more, more so. If I were to choose, I'd rather vote for my mayor than vote for the president. You know, that's just my thought. But no, vote, vote for all of them. Don't leave any of them blank. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I'd have to agree there. Um, mm -hmm. Now, obviously, we want to expand the right to vote. But the current majority in many conservative states recognize the power of youth, like you, like you mentioned. They're trying to keep their majority now. You know, they're, they're imposing, you know, harsh voting restrictions, voter suppression tactics in, you know, minority communities, like you mentioned, all across conservative states, Georgia, Texas, even more. The other day there was an assault on abortion, you know, like a whole bunch of crazy shit's just happening these days. Uh, what are your thoughts on how young people respond? Being a young person yourself, being politically active, what do you do about it? And what can we do about it? Yeah, um, so there's so many different things you can do, right? Like, I, I think there is value to genuinely just educating yourself more on these issues. Um, because, you you know, in order to get other people involved, to, to mobilize and to, um, you know, for later on organize, you need to know these issues. You need to know what's happening. You need to read the news. And then you need to be able to tell other people about it. And so that's one thing is just reading and or, you know, watching, learning. Um, but the other is, yeah, I think going to marches or protests or uh, calling your representatives or lobbying um, or voting. Right. There, there's so many different avenues to express your views um, and to, you know, kind of take your power back. Um, and those are all uh, hopefully accessible. I know they're not, but I. I you know, I, I hope those are accessible to young people and um, those are all things we can take advantage of. Yeah, no, I'd have to say voting is not the silver bullet. Attending a protest, as much as it signals your solidarity, it only really, historically, it has had like such, it has had a pronounced presence because, you know, let some, some legislation came out of it. Some, there was some result there was A plus B and we got C, you know, in some cases. And then C was probably not reapproved like 30 years later. And there's a whole bunch of pendulum switches, but that's just history. Um, I would recommend to every single young person to vote. And if you truly care, like we believe young people should and, and will and do, um, then get involved more, like transcend, you know, learning, transcend, uh, spreading awareness and do it, you know, just do it. Just like be Nike. You know what I mean? This is not, I'm not sponsored by Nike. Although if Nike wants to sponsor me, you know, hit me up. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I do concur, doctor, famous line. Um, and now just to wrap up, what is your, you know, what is your quintessential advice for, for Gen Z? I don't know where they got Z from. Um, yeah. Yeah, really, I, they, would, they would just like, let's go to the end of the alphabet. You know, let's just pick a random Z. Let's go with that. Mm -hmm. um, on how young people can get involved, make an impact on voting rights, learn, or maybe they're alienated. Maybe they're exhausted. What is your advice to the youth of America and beyond? Whoever's watching. Wow. Yeah. That is such a big question. Um, yeah, I mean, not to repeat what I've said, but... I think like for me, um, one of the biggest turning points was kind of coming to college and learning about things and ex having new experiences that like 
that just didn't exist in my schools in Arizona, um, especially in history classes, right? And so it's so, so important to educate yourself on these issues and to just, you know, meet people and hear their stories because um, those can definitely shape your views and um, will give you so much more information and, you know, improve your outlook, I think. And so, you know, learning is important. And like I said before, organizing. And yeah, like you said, whether that's through voting or through going to a march or a protest or writing an op-ed on it in some newspaper or even just talking to your friends about it, it's so important to just learn and spread the word somehow. Um, and through that, I think that's how we can effectively organize and mobilize and create real change. Yeah. And I think the work that the Civic Center does focusing on high school students, I think it's imperative. Um, and and yeah, no, I, we need we need more more organizations. We need more people involved um, because you know the big money wins too often. But we we are building a movement. Um, but yeah, no, and and you, how can how could folks stay updated on the Civic Center and, and yourself? If you want to plug your socials, I'll have it in the description, so folks can go. Yeah. Um, so I personally don't actually have any social media, but I will plug the Civic what? Center. So. You can follow the Civic Center anywhere um, at, at the Civic Center. And uh, High School Voter Registration Week is coming up September 27th to October 1st. And um, we're offering free workshops every Tuesday and Thursday at 4.30 p.m. PT um, for educators and students to learn about planning a registration drive at your school. Right. And um, like I said before, like that's one of them, a great way to organize and start your organization journey um, is in high school. So I definitely encourage you to sign up for those. You can sign up at theciviccenter.org. Um, and yeah, you can stay up to date with us at our, on our website or sign up for a newsletter. You don't have, you don't have a Twitter? I don't have a Twitter. All right, folks, that's going to be the end of this episode. <laughs> um, God, you don't have a, we'll talk about that off camera, off camera. There's too many mm -hmm. emotions. Uh, but is there anything you want to add before we get to that? Uh, yeah, I just want to say, I'm, you know, like I said, I'm so inspired by the work that young people across the country are doing and these young organizers. Um, and I'm inspired to work even harder. And I just want to say, you know, keep up the work, keep up the great work and um, continue to do what you're doing because it, I hope it creates change. Um, but other than that, thank you for having me on. Um, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, no, same here. Um, but yeah, no, thank you for, for, for giving us your time perspective. Um, yeah, college life is crazy, so appreciate it. Um, and anytime you want to come back on the show, talk some numbers, talk some game, maybe get you a Twitter, we'll have to think about that. Um, take care. Thank you.